Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sira, and much more. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah. Um, brothers and sisters, welcome to our show. Coronavirus, as we call it, um, which we are broadcasting, inshallah ta'ala, every uh, week day, every day, inshallah ta'ala, 9 p.m. And with me, I have... Dr. Abdullahid, Assalamu alaikum, Dr. Abdullahid. How are you today? Alhamdulillah, I would shake your hand, but we're. Alhamdulillah, brothers and sisters, I'll ask that first of all you please go and share this um, so that other people can join us. Thank you very much. We had our first show yesterday. And uh, alhamdulillah, a lot of people joined. A lot of people joined. It was uh, alhamdulillah, thank you very, very much for that. I'm going to share it to my page as well. Um, so make sure you do that. Invite your brothers, cousins, sisters, aunts, your cat if you have one, whoever it is that's out there, uh, invite them to join us. So the topic uh, today we will cover shortly, but um, I thought we start with uh, how's the day been, Dr. Abdullahid? Subhanallah, Bismillah, Alhamdulillah, Salatu Wassalam, Ala Rasulillah, Ala Alihi, Wasahbihi, Wamanwala. Assalamu alaikum, brothers and sisters. Uh, Taji, how's my day been? Oof. We, we uh, yeah, lot lot going on from beginning to end. Um, uh, so, in fact, remember last night I mentioned to some brothers uh, that we knew uh, a brother whose, um, whose mother-in-law had been taken very sick and in hospital. Well, actually, just after the show, we heard that uh, she returned to her Lord. And accept her as a shaheed, inshallah, from this disease. And uh, but this is this. She was she was she died from this disease. So from from coronavirus. From coronavirus. So we we pray Allah accepts her uh, as a shahida. And that was almost immediately after the show that that news uh, that news came through. And then normal work routine, very very busy, and a lot of discussion about how we prepare. Uh, for going the next few weeks. Some of the hospitals locally are beginning to kind of uh, reach their straining point already. And actually, just even just before I came on air, I've had people messaging me about possible symptoms all day, people who I've known, and, some was, and, and are finding it very, very, very hard to get, uh, get help because the system is at bursting point already, and we've just started on this uh this pandemic in the uk actually it's it's not it's not even more than one or two weeks in here and we're looking at many more weeks to come before it reaches the peak SubhanAllah. been quite testing i mean on teddy i don't know if you and the uh, brothers and sisters watching have been following events in the media here as well because it's been a very fast moving day here some really unprecedented decisions by the government no. like like i don't think anyone's ever heard before i mean you know literally the, the government is in a position where it's facing i think one commentator talked about economic armageddon right armageddon is the like the word that they use for yom al-qiyamah basically the end of everything okay mm. so it's the economic mm. armageddon britain is facing an economic armageddon with Businesses folding, people losing their jobs, people on sick pay not not getting their regular pay and not being able to cope, and and I, I think really it's it's the issue of because they see this as a 
crisis, which is going to grind them down into the ground, they've pulled out all the stops. And it yeah. kind of reinforces the point that every capitalist becomes a socialist when the system's going belly up. And we saw this 10 years ago, you know, the idea that the, the state bails out the banks. Well, now it's the state bailing out business because uh, it, it needs to keep these businesses afloat. Otherwise, to restart them from scratch would be mm. a disaster. I think maybe in future weeks, this is something we can actually look at on its own, inshallah. Um, in terms of yeah. my day, um, I had a phone call this morning from a brother. I, I'm, I'm a khatib usually at a masjid. I give khutbah there once a month. And uh, the masjid is closed. The committee decided to close it. And a brother, I, I looked at my phone in the morning and there was a voicemail for me. Mm. And a brother wanted to talk about Salat al-Jum'ah. So uh, we ended up having a discussion about it. Even though the messages were closed, today is Friday. And maybe something to remind everybody on, on this blessed day of Jum'ah as we start this program, is, uh, is this. How Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in the Qur'an, إِنَّ اللَّهَ وَمَلَائِكَتَهُ يُسَلُّونَ عَلَى النَّبِيِّ يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا صَلُّوا عَلَيْهِ وَسَلِّمُوا تَسْلِيمًا This is a day we give a lot of salawat on the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So altogether, Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa ala ali Muhammad kama salaita ala Ibrahim wa ala ali Ibrahim innaka hamidun majid. Allahumma barik ala Muhammad wa ala ali Muhammad kama barakta ala Ibrahim we ask for Allah's peace and blessings, a lot of salawat on Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Brothers and sisters, the, we still can get blessings even if the masajids were closed. And that is by remembering our beloved Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the guidance that he gave for us in these particular times. Today's topic is... So we're coronavirus two, day two, the great Jumu'ah debate. Um, the Tell great Jumu'ah debate. Need some, you need some background music for that. You need some, the great Jumu'ah debate, dun, dun, like that. Subhanallah. It was, you know, all day, all day, it's, it's been bang, bang, bang. And um, you just know, where, where do you start? Because it's a big deal for us that Jumu'ah was cancelled in many messages. But let me give you, let, let, let me just put up, two contrasts um, that a few days ago there was this headline which is from five pillars and it says major uk mosques closed doors to congregational prayers that was a few days ago this article and then there was a different article which is this one uh let's go to the next one so one says major uk must close doors to congressional prayers and oh i downloaded the same article there's another article that says that the messages were open despite the latest information mm. so abdul wahid you know with this um i got a list on whatsapp today there was a list sent out somebody had put together a list of mosques that were open having Jumu'ah across the UK in in, uh, in in Walthamstow, which is around the corner from me, in Leicester, in different places. And somebody in my house looked at that list and just thought, what is this? What, what, what are these people doing? And so there's been that debate all day as to why are some mosques opened in this time? Is it irresponsible for people to have mosques open? These are some of the questions people are, are, are asking. What would you say to that? You're asking me that question? Yeah, I mean, what? so yourself, yourself, two weeks ago, two weeks ago, a so week I, ago. Okay, Taji, so if I say to you, yeah, so you want the mosques closed? It's, it's, no, I, I don't want, want the mosques closed. Audhu billahi minash shaitan rajeem. We want to have Juma. is fard. Um, but you know, somebody would say that. Juma is fard, but. Juma is fard on the mill. No ifs, no buts. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has ordered us to have Salat of Juma. Um, Alhamdulillah. But, okay, so here's a question for you that 
Um, a week ago, there were some Muslims debating and saying the mosques should be closed. Even yeah. two weeks ago. Taj, can I let can I let our viewers into a secret? No. All right, brothers and sisters, Taji and I were having this argy bargy in private just about an hour ago, and he was throwing all those kind of accusations at me on other things. So I got in there first this time, brother. <laughs> yeah, carry on. Sorry. Okay. So um, two weeks ago yes. and today, uh, th th there's, a whole, there's different questions on this issue. Yes. So yes. I guess maybe one of the first questions is, we have one wajib from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, yes. that the Muslim male man who is not traveling has yes. to go to Salatul Jum'ah. Yes. Fard, wajib. Yes. Um, that is on one hand. But on the other hand, now people say, hold on, there is an issue of harm that there is an issue of the possibility of being harmed, yes. the spread of harm in the place where we do that wajib of Jum'ah. These two, how the ulama balance them, how we should view them, you know, it raises many questions. Yes, it's true. It's true, and it's confusing. And how, it, how confusing is it when you have respected imams and mosques one day who are closing their mosques and respected imams and mosques on the same day who are opening their mosques and actually you know what uh in the end whatever whatever we conclude in the end of this uh one of the nasty things about today is not not the debate but is the kind of mudslinging mm -hmm. um so just get that out of the way. I think What's thinking as in Muslim, some Muslims calling each other I, names? I think I think it's you know, bro. I think it's got it. Other and I'm you know I may think I may think the opinion of the other guy is completely nuts, bonkers, but you you then you know you then sort of link that to kind of oh don't these people care and don't these people. Like, haven't they got brains? Haven't they got sense? And I don't think that's very helpful. I don't think that's very helpful, but that's, that's just me. Um, these are Muslim, in the end, these are your Muslim brothers. If you think they're doing something wrong, you go and advise them, go and sit with them, go and discuss with them, go and try and convince them. Um, you, you and I may think it's a straightforward issue, right? Other people may not. I, I, I'd actually be honest, you, you went back a couple of weeks. You said, look, look back over the last couple of weeks. I'd say, the last couple of weeks haven't been uh, like a straight line. They've been changing views, changing opinion, changing understanding, changing reality, um, ch changing understanding of the reality, I should say. Although I would say probably there's not much, much, dis dif uh, there's not much doubt in my mind, yeah, about where we stand now. Okay. Let's let you know. You we started. You you, you made something clear, and we talked a little bit about this yesterday. But Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, "By the Allah min al-Shaytan al-Rajim, Ya ayyuhaladina amanu." And He's addressing the believers. And when He addresses the believers like this, we know that actually by nature, this is a command from Allah. Ida nudi al-salati min yom al-Jum'ati. So when you hear the when the call the adhan is called for prayer on the day of Jummah, then proceed, go forth to the dhikr of Allah, Wadarul Bay, and leave the trade. That's better for you if you knew. So your starting point in understanding is like you said, it's a command from Allah that you have to pray Jummah when the Adhan for Jummah goes and you have to leave whatever you're doing, whatever trade you're doing, okay? So that's the command from Allah and it's a general restricted command yeah. on Muslim men, adult, who are fit and healthy and capable of doing it and then from other Sharia evidences we know very famous exceptions to this so for example, when you're a traveler, etc., uh, etc. Et okay. Mm. So then, 
That's clear. Nobody disagrees with that. Nobody, no. but all the people that didn't pray Jummah today even agree with that. Yeah. Mm. And then you've got another evidence, which does become one of the exceptions to this general rule, potentially, which is hadith of the Prophet, alayhi sallallahu where he, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, said in a hadith, uh, which was narrated by Abu Sayyid al-Khudri radiyallahu an, where he sallallahu alayhi wa said, that do not cause harm or do not cause, do not uh, have harm caused, don't, don't, don't return harm, don't have harm, don't cause harm to others and don't allow harm upon yourself. Okay, no. that's the meaning you can say of this. So, I don't think the people, even the people who pray Jummah today, mm -hmm. would agree that Jummah is a wajib, it's a command from Allah, but if there is something that is going to definitely 100% harm the person mm -hmm. from if they came to Jummah, then they should, uh, they should avo avoid that, they should not do that, okay? okay. So if we explore that, the, the, the advice at the moment, yeah, which has changed over the days, yeah, is now that coronavirus, COVID nineteen spreads when people gather, yeah, that it's in droplets, yeah, that one of the ways to fight it is to minimize the gathering of people, yeah. If somebody argued that that has now be, you know, that is clear now. So what are the those brothers and sisters who are still organizing Jumu'ah, if it's clear that this harm can occur in our masajids, then how how can they how can they still the harm is clear? So Taj, let me ask you this, yeah? You say that that is clear now. That is mm. clear now. So I guess the point is, is that clear to everyone? Is that, think, is that clear a, to everyone? A few days ago, a few days ago, maybe this time last week, maybe it wasn't clear. You know, even I mean, me and you were having this debate that, you know, um, two weeks ago, amongst the medical community about how harmful, how widespread it's going to affect the populations in, 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 in England, in Italy, a month ago, two weeks ago, we've heard different opinions from different medical experts. We've heard a variety of opinions. That, yeah. That's what I would say. Yeah, that's right. That's right. We've had a variety of opinions. And I think I think that's where, let's start this discussion week and a half ago. Week and a half ago, majority of public health experts in the world. Well, by the way, let's, before we go on to this, what they said, mm -hmm. let's understand something. If in, Allah willing, we are living in Khilafah, right? And there is one Amir for the Muslims. And Allah forbid there's a public health crisis like this. How does the Khalifa decide whether there is harm? Uh -huh. Is being an epidemiologist a qualification one needs to be the Khalifa? No. He doesn't need to be a, an expert in diseases and epidemiologist and... That's so that. where does he get his advice? Does he go to Wikipedia for his advice? No, 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 no. Well, no. Sheikh, Sheikh Wiki knows a lot, yeah. but has a lot of correct and incorrect information. Okay, so then he, does he just like take a vote from the general public? Like, what do you guys think, guys? Oh, Muslim Ummah, please give me your opinion. Do you think this is harmful or not harmful? We are not experts ourselves on, okay. on epidemiology, viruses, virus transmission. So asking the public, Islam, the Sharia doesn't say in this type of specialist matter. You ask, you can't ask the public because they don't. We do, I don't know. So, so the general type of shura that is described in Quran and Sunnah, where you consult people in matters which are mubah, mm -hmm. is not relevant in this, and and you put your finger on it. We're not experts. So the Khalifa, he goes on matters like this. He is obliged to understand the reality and the nature of any threat through experts. Okay, through experts. So he would take evidence 
from experts. And experts in that issue that's at hand, that issue we're trying to understand. How Absolutely. widely does the virus spread? Absolutely. What is the effect, the mortality rate, etc.? Absolutely. He, he would yeah. take, and if we go back a week and a half, mm-hmm. a week and a half ago, there were two, broadly speaking, there were two expert opinions about the nature of the harm from COVID-19. Okay. The majority of opinions of epidemiologists and public health experts and the WHO, the World Health Organization, across the world and probably in Britain, were of the view that the way to tackle this was a very hard and fast clampdown on public movement, public interaction and stopping the spread of this virus. Whenever you found someone that had symptoms, anyone that had symptoms, you test them at the time. And if they are uh, found positive, you quarantine them. And all the things that they were talking about were those kind of things. And that was their argument. And their argument was the experience in China, the experience in Singapore, the experience in other countries that seemed to have tackled it very well. Uh, And then there was another opinion. The other opinion was the opinion of the public health experts in the UK who, if you like, are responsible to advise government. And their opinion was, yeah, it's a threat, this virus. This this virus is definitely dangerous. It's definitely going to cause a problem. But the approach, the other approach has some negatives. Some negatives are... You clamp down on it, and then when you start to let people resume normal activity, the virus comes out again. So potentially you get a continuous emergence of the virus over a long period of time. They also said, you know, there's no virus, there's no immunization yet, there's no cure yet. So Mm. if the healthy part of the population that can actually will not die from this virus, most likely, get it and get sufficient immunity, Actually, even the weak people in the society will benefit, okay? okay. And there's a lot of criticism about that, and, and, and we can go into that. And okay. So you're saying that at, at a point in time last week, you're saying there were two opinions. There were, there were definitely. Like amongst, amongst the medical uh, the, uh, epidemiologists, there's yeah, fancy so, names. So the official government scientists were saying the second one, okay. and almost everybody else was saying the first one, right? Okay. But then when people started scrutinizing what the official government scientists were saying, they say, okay, you know what? It's not all bogus. Okay, there may be some there may be some reasons that politicians are using for this particular opinion. So it might be, for example, if you do the first opinion, it really heavily hits business. Mm-hmm. Business means people to go out and trade and shop and you know, and it needs confidence. Business is confidence. So if you stop everything business is going to suffer. So a a criticism of the British government policy last week was um, if you allow everything to happen, you're just letting businesses make money and you're not caring about your people. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. But, and that may have been, may have been a genuine factor in their thinking. All right. But actually when you scrutinize the science, it was not utterly bogus. There's a rationale for what they were saying. Um, and in fact, they actually always argued there would come a point where they mm. do have to clamp down. But the best thing is to do it at a certain time. Okay. Right? And so, that would be the most beneficial thing based on the understanding of this country, right? Okay. Brothers and sisters, where uh, Baruch Lafik joining us, you are watching the coronavirus diaries um would love to hear your thoughts your comments your questions um our discussion today is the great juma debate i don't know wherever you are in the world um we're speaking from the uk some messages were open for salat al juma some messages were closed and people think you know hold on a minute how can you have mosques open in this situation so we're having this debate as to what is the thinking of those muslims what does Islam, our deen, advise us in this situation with the Quran and the Sunnah of the Prophet? And so, so far, what we've covered is that 
a week, a week and a half ago, in the UK, for example, amongst the experts to understand where is this harm? Is it is the harm there? Is it there? Is it there? I'm not an expert in how viruses cause harm. You need to look to the experts. So you're saying the government looked to experts, and there were, amongst the experts, there was ikhtilaf, there was difference of opinion. What has changed? And so few mosques were closed last week. My local mosque was still open last week, for example. Um, more mosques closed this week. What changed this week? And does it make sense um, from what the experts are saying? What is your take on that? Yeah, so we're back to this experts business, right? So put it back in a context. The, the harm, the Jummah is wajib mm -hmm. unless there's a harm or harm being harmed, all right? So I think there's some very obvious, straightforward things that everyone agreed on, which would be if you're somebody old or vulnerable and there's a real risk you could get this virus or you've got some problem with your immunity mm -hmm. and there's a real risk you could get this virus, well, going to a Jummah, even last week, I don't think anyone would have argued that you, you should go to Jummah. They'd say, no, you're not supposed to be harmed. So for you as an individual to stay away in that circumstance, everyone would agree with that. So that, 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 that becomes a duty that, for that elderly that, person to stay that away. That becomes a duty. The, 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 debate becomes, the debate becomes whether or not the organizers of that Jummah should allow it to go ahead. Mm -hmm. Those that believed that it was harmful last week, mm -hmm. they would have cancelled it last week. Those yeah. that came to believe it was harmful this week by the evidence would have cancelled it this week. And those who are yet to be convinced that it is definitely harmful to hold these gatherings have continued to hold them, all right? And it, what, it, what it reflects is what do you believe in terms of your understanding? And you have to go to experts to understand that. And actually, not just that, some, some of the fuqah might say, you know what, for, to abandon uh, uh, an ibadah, which is a known fad like this, mm -hmm. there has to be like not just a possible harm, there has to be real definite harm, right? So, okay, if, so, if we examine that point yeah. of, 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 of the harm now, so we're saying even in the Khilafah, the Khalifa would go to the epidemiologist on this issue, yeah, the expert, and he'd say, how does this disease spread? Is it harmful? Is it mild? He would ask all these questions yeah. to make a, a shuddy decision. Yeah. Um, so, okay, one of the brothers says you need to be more specific in your answers, one of the brothers said. So, you know, here's a question that now the issue of the harm, it appears it appears as if the harm is clear now, isn't it? That sneezing, coughing, the masks, people, we, we, we touch the carpet. This thing we're told can survive on surfaces for hours, maybe even longer. That so, isn't it clear now that going to places like this, there will be harm? And therefore, these masajids who are still organizing Jum'ah, it's, it's like, you know, come on. Yeah, what so, would you say? So, to that? so, so do, do you understand? My, uh, I, I know the brother said, or the sister said, we need to be more specific with the answers. But to, yeah. uh, to get to this point, I think you know, let's understand where the differences came. And like, if you if you'd asked me this question this time last week, for example, I would say to you, look, yeah, you can say there's evidence from the science that the virus spreads. There's evidence if you pray and you the hands touch something, you touch your mask you can get the virus. And there's evidence if most of, if I got the virus, then, you know, actually as a fit and healthy 50 something, I may not, you know, I may not get anything more than a very bad flu. All right. Uh, and that for some people may have been satisfying. All right. But then actually we're talking about a much bigger picture. If I get the virus, even though if I don't suffer it, I might carry it to other people who are vulnerable. And the, the, the reality of this, when you look at the picture this week as opposed to, as opposed to last week in terms mm -hmm. of the understanding, is there is a bit of sea change in understanding. Because, like I said, last week there were two opinions, the minority one and the majority one. But the bottom line was the public health policy was following one. And a lot of people were making points like, well, last mid, middle of last week, Nobody was cancelling football matches. Nobody was closing pubs and restaurants, right? So to, to be calling for Muslims to unilaterally close down Jummah 
mm-hmm. seemed to some people to be a bit premature. And actually, how are you going to stop this mass population spread if every other activity is just carrying on? Okay, right? so so now I'm, I'm getting this point from you that now you're yeah. saying the, the ikhtilaf, the difference of opinion amongst the experts, the ones the government yeah. speaks to and other independent experts in universities and research establishments, now there seems to be a convergence. Now it, there seems it, to be... It seemed to be, it seemed to be like on Tuesday, Wednesday, that the, any debate just finished on this. And it finished because, mm-hmm. uh, number one, the Prime Minister of the UK made a speech saying, look, we've looked at the data from Italy and uh, it looks as if the, it, the figures are far worse than we thought and we have to move to closing things down, social distancing, stopping people mixing, etc., etc. Okay? And a lot of people thought, mm, yeah, you know what? Some people don't trust government. Yeah, some people I don't trust him. You know, some of the... Uh, let me read you... Uh, I don't trust him. You don't trust the government. I don't trust, I don't trust that guy. Who would okay. trust that guy? Come on. The guy lies through his teeth on so many different things. He stands up in front of the country and tells people things. I don't trust him. I immediately, I immediately thought to myself, my first reaction on Tuesday was, okay, you know, the Football Association have closed their matches. Public opinion is screaming out saying, what is this government doing? It's not doing enough, blah, blah, blah. And by Tuesday, he's thought to himself, oh, you know what? I can't take the heat of this pressure. Everyone thinks I'm going to be responsible for the hundreds of thousands of deaths and you know, millions of cases. Okay. They change it, except for one thing. What's that? By Wednesday, they actually brought out some very credible independent experts to, to actually give their reasoning of why they'd advise the government on a change of policy, right? And uh, it, it, was, it was like hearing those guys speak. It was like they'd won the argument, if you like. You know, you've got these two groups of experts which the ruler of the country is consulting, Mm-hmm. And he's followed one group of them, and he's left the others, and then he's carried the 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 the, the discussion has continued, and it looks like the other side has won the argument based on they argued data that's come out of Italy, right? So, so Italy, we can see the rise data in Italy, and the okay. conclusion is if you don't do something, then it's going to be a disaster. Nataji, I've just sent you a slide. And you yeah, I, I, I want to bring that slide in. I'm, I'm a little bit hesitant that I don't try to bring it in and it messes up the whole live stream. Okay. So I need to do some right. testing afterwards. So, you know, in Italy, the, the, the death rates, the, the numbers, it's, you know, the, the, the curve is still going up. I mean, six o'clock every day, they announce the latest price. Italy is not a third world country, but it's been hit really hard. So you're saying that now from Italy, the experts, the epidemiologists, virologists, whatever they call themselves, are getting data as to how does this thing behave in a population that is mixing and in a population that has some social isolation. So the world now has that data. So the experts can then show it. And we're hearing experts in TV, on the radio, writing articles who are giving their opinion. So I think you're saying you can't just say it's just government saying this i don't trust the government well listen to these other experts and look at what they're saying it's it's two things actually it's it's what i don't think generally i think there's a lot of people that don't trust government yeah and if if it was just that the experts said but actually what the experts advised very quickly government policy changed to this week since tuesday you've literally Mm -hmm. had an announcement of a change of policy you've had uh, a strong, strong, strong advice to people to work from home, to distance themselves, not to travel, not to socialize. By Thursday, they're talking about closing schools prematurely. By Friday, they've actually banned pubs, restaurants, cafes, cars, And so what you've seen is actually the uh, implementation of this policy in in an unprecedented way and when i said you know there would be an economic fallout of this approach Mm. it's been borne out by the fact of you know the government today having to bring in 
Nobody's no, ever heard the like of it. I mean, you know, they're talking like, about... Like socialists. Yeah, no, well, more than that. I mean, more I don't know of any socialist government that pays 80% of people's wages, yeah? Mm. Okay, it might be socialist to back, cancel the VAT, but the point is they rec there's a recognition and of, of this problem. So no. if you asked me last yeah. week, this time last week, maybe just a bit before, maybe Thursday, mm -hmm. Wednesday, Thursday last week, I, I would have given all those arguments of, you know... The FA is not, the football matches, rugby matches, all going on. They're not closed. Everyone, everyone's on the tube. Why, yeah. why are you saying to close a masjid if it's not going to make any difference if every mosque in the country closed, yeah? Mm. Still, the buses are running, the trains are running. You know, it, it doesn't make any sense, okay? okay. But uh, now... And if, 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 if actually what you see is a clear change and, and a clear signal from people and they're arguing the case and they're publishing the data mm -hmm. and they're basically saying there is going to be a catastrophe and it's just a question of whether it's going to be a really bad situation or a catastrophic situation and you need to try and minimize the the problem you then end up in a problem where you actually think to yourself you know what okay this is the this is the expert advice mm -hmm. yes and my sharia from Allah and His Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, makes it very clear, la darara wa la dirara. No harm and no harming. Right? Not being harmed and no harming of others. And 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 we're not talking about now Taji Mustafa just worrying about himself. And Taji, um, Taji Mustafa worrying about his own family. That is he going to go to the mosque and bring something back to his own family? We're talking about something on a population level, right? And 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 actually, the other Sharia Dalil that talk about like not harming others, it's very hard to get your head around how you can uh, actually manage to organize a, a Jummah, except with handful of people like five people okay if you told me that five people are going to be in a very big room right yeah you know that's okay that's like ticking a box if you like but but in general the way that we hold our jamaat in in the mosque with dozens or hundreds or thousands yeah. of people together my understanding of the nature of the spread of this virus is mm. that actually it probably would be harmful to people and therefore i i think those mosques that cancelled today have a very 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 strong argument for having suspended the jummah in their mosques yeah, yeah? and mm -hmm. i don't think uh, alhamdulillah in my local area they didn't take this decision lightly we prayed jummah last week mm. we had we had fad prayers in the masjid right until yesterday when they stopped but with many caveats with caveats about covering certain coverings to disposable coverings on the carpet of hand washing or of, of telling people they must not come if they're ill yeah okay. so, so one of the one of the obvious agreed upon no harming and no 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 being harmed mm -hmm. is if you yourself had symptoms or were coughing and had fever be haram for you to go to mosque it's clear nobody disagrees with that yeah mm -hmm. Let me take, um, brothers and sisters, love to hear your thoughts, your comments. We're having the great Juma debate. It's been a day we, you know, when I spoke to the, the, the brother on the phone today, for many Muslims, there's never been a day like this. That there is a Friday and you're living somewhere and you're not a traveler and the idea you don't go to Juma. It's, so it's understandable that there's that shock, desire, but going to the Sharia to say, what does the Sharia say in a situation where there's this great possibility of harm? Uh, Fuad Saeed says, this is a comment from a brother Fuad Saeed on Facebook, he says, the threat is not only to the one attending Jumu'ah, but also to everyone else he contacts afterwards, including the elderly. And when I read that, it's like, it seems, that seems fairly clear. Yeah. So I had a brother who is... Uh... Uh, chairman of a masjid phoned me yesterday and he he and his imam were having this discussion and he asked me what I thought and I said well look I said what I think is you need to view this from a different perspective to me my perspective might be 
I want to pray Jummah, I don't want to harm anyone else, I don't want to be harmed, etc, etc, right? Personal perspective. Your perspective is you're the chairman of the masjid. Mm-hmm. And Rasulullah said, Kullukum ra'im, kullukum mas'ulin an rayati. Yes, so every one of you is a guardian and you will be asked about what you are responsible over. I said, you're responsible for this masjid, you are responsible for the people that come there. Right? So you're responsible for organizing the Jummah there. Okay, so you should organize the Jummah there on a general basis according to the Sharia rules. Now you're responsible for making a decision as to whether or not that organization of Jummah is harmful. Okay? We started with that perspective. So then we started. Now, I had a discussion with somebody else this morning on this. And I, and I said, you know, they said, well, how harmful is it? I said, okay, if I said it was plague, all right? Mm. If I said this was plague, plague is a bacteria, I think, called Yersinia pestis, all right? Carried by rats, okay? The flea of the black rats, they called it, right? The flea that is on black rats. Yersinia is the name. It's plague. That's what it's common name, plague. If this was plague going around, should Jum'ah be cancelled? Would you organize a Jum'ah in your masjid? What did you say? Well, actually, I didn't say this to this brother. I was talking to somebody else. I'm merging two conversations. But I gave this example to the brother that he has to to judge it from that perspective. And I said this to somebody else this morning. Would you organize a Jum'ah on that basis? They said no. I said, okay, so... What, what's the issue with... I said, okay, so if it was wind... What, what's the issue with this virus? Mm-hmm. The answer was from this person who's a very intelligent and sim- sincere person was, I don't know if it's any different to like winter flu. Okay. 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 Mm-hmm. So, okay. So actually on one level, COVID-19 has many similarities to flu, right? Flu can kill. Flu kills just under 1% of people that it affects, okay? The trouble is, well, not trouble is, the, ben- the blessing is that many people are immunized against flu every year, so they're individually immune. There's a herd immunity if you immunize enough of the population, and many of us have had flu in our lives, so we might be immune to a particular strain of flu that comes around every year. Okay. Even though it was, quite, it was quite rough when you get it. Even though it's quite rough when you get it. So even though if those people who actually got it, hmm. it's 1%. Number one, less people get it. And actually, number two, but still, people do die of it. Okay? So coronavirus, people say the death rate is about 1%, but some people think it might be much higher, 2%, 3%, 5%, all right? Okay. But the point is, there's a difference. The difference is you are in a pandemic situation. Nobody has natural immunity to this. Number so this one. can keep spreading within a population. It keep spreading. And the estimates are it will affect about 60% of the people in the UK, right? And if 1% of those 60% of the 60 million people in the UK get it, mm-hmm. it means 400,000 people die of coronavirus. Right? That's so, serious. That, so when I said that to the person this morning, I said, okay, so if I told you there was a disease that you can catch, which spreads by contact, close contact, within two meters, droplets, etc., etc., and it is potentially going to kill 400,000 people, and, and unless you took, and the scientific consensus is, you have to block the spread of the virus. It's no longer that you let it ride and you just block it at a certain point, or it's no longer that you're trying to build up a herd immunity. The only strategy that's agreed upon is that you have to block the virus. What do you do then, right? And it's clear when you're faced with that question, mm-hmm. n- nobody would organize a Jummah if, and it, 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 with that. Well, not nobody would, it would be very, I don't like to, I just don't want to get into mudslinging, yeah? Not nobody would organize a Jummah, but, I, you can't can't understand how I I would not organize that at that time. Yeah, I could not be responsible because kullukum ra'in wa kullukum mas'ulun an rayati. Yes. Okay. We're having a 
various comments from people um, online. Um, Salam, brothers, 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 So somebody said that uh, in, in, in Hijri, uh, many of the Sahabas, in the 18th year Hijri, many of the Sahabas passed away due to the plague and that he's not aware that the Jummah Salah um, was suspended by the Sahaba or radiallahu uh, and um, there's a comment from uh, Sheikh Ismail. Uh, Brother Sharif said, some Muslims are thinking of naming... So here's a, here's a question from Brother Sharif uh, on Facebook. Some Muslims are thinking of naming and shaming mosques that remain open. What's your advice on that? Yeah. They think that through social pressure, they will get them to stop Jumu'ah. Yeah, I mean, you know what? If they haven't stopped under the social pressure now, yeah, I don't think I don't. Social pressure isn't the way to. This is not. This is not the way. I believe this is right. You need to discuss with them. You need to explain to them. Like one respected sheikh has just posted on the thread. I've seen, and he is a very respected sheikh, mm. and he said, "Look, if I said to you, there's a population in my town of town of four hundred thousand, right, and we have three cases." in the town, how can I argue before Allah that I should suspend Jummah in my mosque? Is, is, I'm paraphrasing what he said, mm -hmm. right? He's arguing that. So somebody has to explain to that Sheikh, Sheikh, with greatest respect, you're looking at this the wrong way. And actually you need to ask somebody with some expertise because number one, the three cases in your town of 400,000 are the three that are identified. And most people would say that's the tip of the iceberg. So that's the three you can see at the top. But under the water, you have no idea how big the number of cases are. Because one of the fundamental problems here at the moment is that we aren't testing everyone. We're just assuming the only people who get tested are the sickest people who end up in hospital. So most of the people who I know, who I'm fairly sure have had the coronavirus, haven't had a test because they're not yet at death's door. Yeah? So, and number two, the whole purpose of the public health policy is that they've been watching the way this goes. And in China and in Italy and other places, where there was a similar-sized town of 400,000 that started with three people, mm -hmm. where they didn't take the measures, that very quickly becomes 30 and then 300 and then etc. etc. So actually what you're trying to do is so by by holding the gathering the argument against that would be you know what this is silently spreading right and what what you know th that three will grow more the more people interact uh, when the, sorry back to the question brother sharif said should mm -hmm. we name and shame i i don't i don't feel that's right i feel i say one of the sad things about today like you say, it's sad that we don't have uh, our Salatul Jummah. It's, it's like unheard of. It's it's a break in the routine, and your heart feels, you know. It's obviously, we pray our we pray our Salatul Dhuhr as anyway, but yeah. it doesn't feel the same. Yeah, it's, we it's meet. Very strange. It's, it's very it's, strange. It's unusual. You know, the time has come. You are not rushing from work to get to yeah. a nearby mosque. You're not stopping whatever you're doing, and it's 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 very strange. Yeah, and the so you go past the masjid, and the masjid is closed. Yeah, and some of those things we do, like the ghusl in the morning, the wearing the nice clothes, the applying of the perfume. Yeah, it's, it's 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 a precursor to going to the collective gathering of Juma. Yeah. And you know, I don't know about you guys that are at home. I usually I'm rushing on a Friday to get to Juma, it's a real stress to get there. But after the Salah and you feel like, Alhamdulillah, that's, you know, you, you don't even remember that stress afterwards. Uh, and to not have, not have that is mm. really strange. Yeah, because it's really strange. But uh, this, one of the sad things today, sorry, I'm rambling. Brothers and sisters, I ramble a lot. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No comments. Uh, one of the strange things is the mudslinging. I don't like the mudslinging. I, I might. Okay, well, I mudslinging. You know, we have a crowd that watches from all over the world. Yeah. So sometimes yeah. when you say mudslinging, what, I mean, you know, some people I mean, move, I mean, you, mean? you know, people are throwing mud at each other for having a different opinion, right? And you know, it it starts off 
with, you know, you know, what are you doing? Do you not care? Are you crazy? Are you backward? Have you not seen it? Are you not following? And it's kind of, you know, I, I can get where that's coming from, but you know, do you, go go and uh, discuss with the people and you'll find that people are on a different page for several different reasons. It's a, mm. people are using logic, right? The respected sheikh who's posted here, his, his argument seems logical, okay? There's only three cases in a population of 400,000. How can I argue before Allah that I cancel my jamaat, mm. right? Somebody needs to explain that actually, no, that's not the right perspective where that's happened before. The, the data that came out of Italy is mm. is catastrophic. It's literally, I'm not, I'm talking about it. It's it is it is extraordinary. I mean, over a hundred thousand people may die in a certain population. Yeah, it, it's, it's not small change. You know, just just, just the, the the way this escalates so quickly. I mean, they said it in Italy. You know, we thought it was an exaggeration that we were closing down hospital wards mm. before the real crisis hit because we couldn't sense a problem but the experts were telling us you are going to face a crisis but they still they closed all the hospital wards emptied the beds within days once it hit within days not just were the wards full but they were like makeshift building makeshift bed spaces outside you know they were seeing people in huts outside it's literally like become like a third world uh health system um so in in my local hospital, they're, they're within within days they're they're bursting point. They can't cope. Yeah. So um, we, we have to understand the the level of the danger is there, and the Sharia duty. The Sharia duty. We all know that is mm. actually to do the things which reduce the harm. And the consensus from experts is try and mix as little as possible. All the hygiene measures that you've heard over and over and over again, mm -hmm. washing your hands, not exposing people, not going out when you've got the symptoms, you know, seven days you stay at home, somebody in your house has the symptoms, 14 days you stay at home. All that advice is for a reason. It's not just made up. Here's the key thing. It's not actually just made up. Even the argument about whether kids should stay off school, the experts can give you the... The, the statistics that they believe, the best understanding they have of how much an effect it would have. Mm. It's not just saying, oh, it's common sense. It's not just common sense. It's actually well-researched stuff. So mm. in that, faced with that, I, I, as I say, a Khalifa of the Muslims will consult with these people and he will have to take what the top technical understanding is in any issue like this. He won't just... He won't just make it off his own back with logic, right? And he won't allow people just to make an issue like this off their own back with logic. It has to be something adopted by a political authority and based on an understanding of the technical understanding. SubhanAllah, how, if we live in the Khilafah, it will actually save us from this kind of issue. So we don't. Inshallah. Inshallah, may that day come soon. Without being in the Khilafah, we still need to follow the Sharia of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And, you know, some of the simple examples that come to my mind, brother, is um, I think if somebody comes to a scholar, a sheikh, with a bottle. I haven't got a bottle with me. I've only got fruits and stuff. Can somebody get me a bottle? Okay, I haven't got a bottle. I've got a bottle over there. Somebody comes with a bottle and there's something inside it. And he says to the scholar, yeah, sheikh, is this halal or haram to drink before the sheikh can answer that question the sheikh knows alcohol for example is, is haram or poison but the sheikh has to understand the liquid in this bottle what is it what is the reality of it is it poisonous is it alcohol is it water is it apple juice with water 50 percent water 50 what is it he may ask a chemist that chemist could be Muslim or non-Muslim. He could ask a chemist, John, Muhammad, Isa, come, come, Yahweh, here is a bottle, please. Do the chemical test. You are the expert in pH levels and acidity and all this, and tell me what is the reality of this. The chemist will do the test and say, this has 
55% by consumption of alcohol. It also has cyanide. It also has this, this, and this. When the sheikh understands that information from the expert, he can then say, from the sharia, bro, you can't drink this one. So this issue where we, you know, one of the things I keep coming across from you in this is that when we say experts, it doesn't mean that people are leaving the sharia. Forget the sharia. Just listen to some health experts or some epidemiologists. To follow the sharia, there's aspect the sharia says, I need to find out as a scholar before I can give a hukum, a fatwa. So you have to find the expert. And the expert advice may change. Sometimes they, they conflict with each other. But sometimes some issues are clear. And this issue seems to have become clearer amongst I, the experts. I would say there's a consensus. Consensus. Yeah, there's a consensus okay. amongst the experts. Okay. Uh, and and in, in, science, in science, nothing is black and white. Okay. And, but you can say that there's generally there's a, a majority opinion or a consensus. It, it's like that. Uh, Brother Sharif, on your thread, Taji, has made a really good point. Yeah, let me just read out the, the thread. You know, everyone's concentrating on the Juma issue. Yes. Actually, the policy, and this is important, the, the policy that is in place to try and stop the spread mm. includes many measures, like... Uh, like we said, isolating yourself if you've got symptoms, washing your hands, and, and what they've called social distancing. So yeah. social distancing means you don't interact with people more than you have to, right? Mm -hmm. So it means you don't say, okay, you know... Family gathering, I'll, I'll go and sit with my nephews and we will play Nintendo well, as we did five weeks ago. to a cafe or a, or a restaurant with people mm -hmm. or... Even, even I was telling you before, I had a patient ring me up and say that their manager at work mm. uh, only allows them to work from home two days a week. And I said, oh, is that, is that before this week or, mm. or just this week? So no, no, just since this coronavirus thing. I said, okay, okay does the manager at work, not, is there a reason for that? Is it that you have to work in the office, some companies, you know, you have to do some things in a in the collective environment so no i can do everything i do at work from home okay i said why because the manager doesn't want to so that manager doesn't understand the policy right that manager may think there isn't a big issue but the point that is coming that manager may not trust boris johnson frankly yes mm. so there is an issue of trust in these things the point here is that actually there needs to be the manager needs to have an explanation that you know there is a reason for this mm -hmm. the reason is to try and stem the spread of this virus that can cause harm to people and very serious harm to older people particularly Sure, before we finish i just take some of your points and questions uh, thank you very much for joining us please share the video we'd love to hear from you as well brother nazim akram says uh, i agree it did feel odd not praying jumaah as it conflicts with my routine stroke emotions but we need to act according to islam knowing i was acting according with islam put my heart at rest brother sharif um made a point that um stopping jumaah but carrying on with life as normal is inconsistent that this is part of the problem and why some muslims reacted against closing jumaah you know you close the jumaah but things carry on because the lack of focus on the rest of the week and focused on 15-minute gatherings. So uh, really, uh, I think this point that we live not just in, in, in Jum'ah, we live the whole of our lives, and if there's advice that we understand in this situation, uh, Islam tells us not to cause harm, then to really uh, stick with that in our personal life, the hygiene, the other things. Um, so then, wrap then, up. then another brother's another brother or sister has posted something saying okay. Look, I suggested as a suggestion with a lot of calm, caution uh -huh. uh, it said four of us are arranging Juma at X location uh -huh. at 1 p.m. Uh -huh. start if you arrive a little early I would not suggest congregating I'd maintain distance bring your own prayer mat khutbah will be two minutes then fard prayer then disperse Okay. And we main, maintain social distancing while listening to khutbah and then lined up for the prayer. No handshaking, disinfectant. Wow. Okay, so lot. now this person, I presume it's a brother because they've organized Jummah. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, no. So, uh, the, the, this brother has obviously gone to a lot of thought about how not to spread. All right. Uh, what I would say is, what would you mm. have done? 
yeah, that, that's Jazak. May Allah reward you for that because you're clearly trying not to harm. Right? Mm -hmm. I, I would say, what, what will be the dilemma if you suddenly find 400 people turn up? Yeah. Um, inshallah, you'll get the reward of the Jummah. No, no doubt. No doubt. But the, the, the thing would be if you believe the expert advice, then actually uh, that there's the potential for harming and not not just the potential for harming you're not allowing this the gaps to break and the gaps to stop so in, in terms of the disease spreading in terms of the disease spreading yes yes okay. in terms of the disease spreading and i and i take it back to the i mean there's 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 a, there's a comment here from somebody deborah m bilal mm -hmm. who uh, uh is saying uh i disagree open the masjids and, and i'd say okay if you're in charge of a masjid and somebody said to you, okay, there's plague in your locality. Uh, will you open the masjid? That's, that's a question I have. I don't know what the answer, your answer to that would be. Uh, I, I think that's the only question I can ask. If somebody said, there's plague in your locality, yeah, uh, will, there, will, will there be or something similar to plague? There's Ebola in your locality. Yeah, there's, you know, what, what will be your answer? You know, this is a this is a reality, and I'd be interested to know what 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 the answer to that is. Uh, I don't want to get into like as I say, this is not an issue about uh, one person slinging mud at another person and saying because I think in the end there is a agreement that Juma is fun. No, there is an agreement that not harming and not being harmed is fun. Yeah. And the, the, the issue of disagreement is actually only going to be whether or not you believe what, what you believe it actually causes harm mm. and how convinced you are by that evidence, okay? And how convinced you are by the precautions you take, like the brother who organized something, yes? So, uh, and, and that, that is not black and white. I'll be honest with you. That, that, those, if you want to look at it in that kind of hair-splitting way, that's that's not black and white. I, I say for me, I, I feel it's pretty clear. Yes, when I when I think about the issue, and I think the obligation on me mm -hmm. is to try and do things that minimise the spread. Then I clearly have to uh, uh, do the, the do those things and, and follow them through. Yeah, it's not a simple it's not a simple thing for me. I, I feel very convinced on that we brothers and sisters uh, some comments dr ali berber um, asked a question about is there more to this kind of coronavirus he made some points um various other people have made points um some of these we'll tackle in other shows we're coming up to uh an hour and i don't want to keep people for too long uh inshallah ta'ala so Ooh. inshallah hopefully we're in for the long stretch Taji, on this Taji, Taji, a brother has put on here a subject for another show which is what what's that subject what about the panic shopping he said Allah, this is a this is a subject for another show the way Brother people Muhammad, are behaving we agree um, with you that is a subject for a show yes uh so brothers and sisters but you know one of the take-homes from this is to understand and study issues is to deal in a brotherly manner with the brothers and sisters who we disagree with um shaitan will come between us and say he's just ignorant why is he doing this why is he doing that and one of the points that Dr. Abdullah has been getting across, we had a we had a quite a debate before this program, me and him. We were we were there was an argy bargy as as we say in English, yeah. Um, but we have to we have to debate with each other. We are brothers. We're Muslims. Um, if you think I'm wrong, if you think he's wrong, try and convince him in the best way with the evidences from the Quran, the Sunnah, with the issue of the, the reality, the expert, um, and it also shows that we need to study things. We can't just be in a silo, wake up and say, yes, no, black, white. Understand the issues, debate them, inshallah ta'ala. Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to guide us to uh, a good understanding uh, of this. We want you to join this show every day. Uh, before we finish, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless us all, protect us, save us from uh, this catastrophe. Help us to get through it as stronger Muslims. On this blessed day of Jum'ah, we ask for peace and blessings. Allahumma salli wa sallim wa barik ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. 
ask Allah to keep us strong, keep the spirit of brotherhood within us, to continue to look to his being, his sharia of how to deal with this issue, and that we go through this issue, and we pass this test, inshallah ta'ala, and we come out closer to him, better Muslims, worshipping him, seeking to create a better life, yani even for the whole of mankind, as we can see the troubles that human beings face in this disaster, when we turn away from our Lord subhanahu wa ta'ala. Dr. Dohai, thank you very much for joining us again. Brothers and sisters, share the video, share the love. Thank you. Keep safe, inshallah. Keep us in your du'as. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bring us together again, 9 p.m. tomorrow. I mean, Coronavirus Diaries. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran Tafsir, and Sira are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about islampodcasts.com.